It has stood the test of time. God's book, the Bible, still relevant in today's complex world. It is written, sharing messages of hope around the world. April 29, 2011, in what was one of the most watched events in broadcast history, Prince William, Duke of Cambridge, and Kate Middleton were married in London's Westminster Abbey. For many years, curious eyes had been on Prince William, eventual heir to the monarchy and whom he would marry. Their wedding had 12 million Canadians tuning in at one point or another and hundreds of millions, possibly as many as 2 billion, watching on television worldwide. The event even set a Guinness Book of World Records for most live streams for a single event. An invitation to attend this occasion was fairly exclusive. About 1,900 guests were invited to the ceremony, 600 to the luncheon, and 300 to the evening reception, with a total cost of over 20 million pounds. In order to have received an invitation, you needed to be a family member or a person who is very important or close to the family. Now, the odds are that most of you watching did not receive an invitation to this event. But even though you did not receive an invitation to that wedding, did you know that there is another wedding that each and every one of us has been invited to? A wedding far more monumental, far more magnificent than that of Prince William and Kate. A wedding that has eternal consequences. We can find our invitation to that wedding in the pages of the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, and in the book of Revelation. We read in Revelation 19 and in verse 9, Revelation 19 and verse 9. Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. It is with that invitation that we find ourselves in the midst of our series, The Beatitudes of Revelation. Here in Revelation 19.9 is the fourth in a series of seven blessings that are pronounced in the book of Revelation. So often the book of Revelation is portrayed as a book that causes fear. However, we find that the word blessed appears seven times. Literally in the Greek language, the word blessed means to be fortunate, happy, or privileged. In this book that has brought confusion and distress to many, we find seven statements of happiness or fortune, seven statements that can bring happiness into the lives of those who fulfill the requirements of the blessing. This fourth blessing is to those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Some questions come about in this very simple statement. What is the marriage supper? Who is the Lamb? In Christianity, we often recognize this symbol of the Lamb to be Jesus. However, it may be helpful to look at a few Bible verses to confirm our thinking on this matter. 
One day while John the Baptist was preaching and baptizing in the Jordan River, he saw Jesus walking toward him. And in John 1:29, it records the saying of John about Jesus. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In Isaiah 53, a prophecy of the Messiah, we read these words. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Jesus is referred to as the Lamb of God. But why the Lamb of God? In ancient Judaism, the sacrificial system demanded the death of an innocent lamb as the sacrifice for sin. Hebrews 9.22 states that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Now, remission means to be forgiven or pardoned of sins. Now, it seems to be taboo to talk about sin in our society today. We talk of mistakes, indiscretions, and slip-ups. However, using the word sin as a descriptor seems to have connotations of being harsh or damaging to a person's feelings of self-worth. But sin is serious. According to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4, it says this, Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. The King James states it this way, for sin is the transgression of the law. Sin is the breaking or transgression of God's law. And Romans 6.23 tells us of the ultimate consequence of sin, for the wages of sin is death. My friend, sin is a serious thing. It causes death. Jesus is referred to as the Lamb of God because he came to fulfill the need of sacrifice for sin. My sin causes my death. However, Jesus came so I don't have to pay the price for my sin. Jesus died in my place. He died in your place. He is the Lamb of God. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 19 says this, But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Jesus' death makes provision for our salvation. Now just a moment ago, I read Romans 6, 23, but I didn't read the second half. The second half says, But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus paid the price so we might have eternal life. This Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who forgives us from our sins and has paid the penalty for our sins, has promised a blessing in Revelation 19.9 to those invited to his marriage supper. Now the next question then is, what is a marriage supper? Now, the word supper might be tra better translated feast or banquet. It might be compared to the modern-day wedding reception. Now, several different Bible passages help us in understanding what the marriage supper is. 
Jesus himself illustrated what the marriage supper is with a parable describing the kingdom of God in Luke chapter 14, verses 16 to 23. Luke 14, 16 to 23. A certain man gave a supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come, for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. Now skipping down to verse 21, so that the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house being angry said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city. Then to verse 23, then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. The marriage supper of the lamb is an invitation to a literal supper that celebrates God's people's entry to the heavenly gates. Remember our text today, Revelation 19, 9 says, blessed are those who are called. A blessing is pronounced on those who are called to this magnificent event. Well, what does it mean to be called? That word literally means to be invited. This parable we just read illustrates that the invitation has been sent out and even now people continue to be invited. But unfortunately, as the parable also depicts, many people make excuses as to why they cannot accept the invitation. Another parable that further emphasizes the inclusiveness of this invitation is recorded in Matthew chapter 22, verses 2 through 13. The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business, and the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious. And he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to the servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus introduces one additional principle to the marriage supper. All are invited, but not everyone can come. There seems to be a dress requirement. Notice 
the parable refers to a wedding garment. Every person has been invited to the marriage supper, but only those with the wedding garment can come in. That wedding garment represents the decision to live a life for Jesus and no longer live a life for self. Isaiah calls it the salvation garment. In Isaiah 61 and verse 10, notice what the Bible says. Isaiah chapter 61 and in verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. All are invited to the marriage supper, but only those who have the wedding garment, or as Isaiah calls it, the garment of salvation or the robe of righteousness will be allowed in. Friends, we cannot save ourselves. We need a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus. All are invited to the marriage supper, but only those who have given their life to Jesus can attend. Jesus is the only one that can save us. Jesus, as the Lamb of God, is the only one who can cleanse us from our sin and make us right for heaven. And we have seen that these two parables also illustrate that the invitation can be rejected. While Revelation promises a blessing to those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb, it also tells us that there is another supper at the end of time. Revelation chapter 19, verses 17 and 18 tell us of this tragic event. Revelation 19 then I saw an angel standing in the sun and he cried with a loud voice saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather together for the supper of the great God that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and those who sit on them and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. This supper symbolically represents those who have rejected Christ's invitation. Because of that rejection, they are not fit to enter the heavenly kingdom. And having been slain by the brightness of Christ's coming, they become mere food for the birds. So instead of eating at the marriage supper of the lamb, their dead corpses are eaten by the scavenging birds. But friend, we are given a choice. The invitation of Jesus is free to all. Listen to what is in store for those prepared to enter the city as it's recorded in Revelation 19, 6 to 8. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thunderings saying, Hallelujah! for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. 
What a glorious day that will be. These verses describe the marriage supper of the Lamb as it is a celebration of the marriage of Christ to his people. After witnessing a new heaven and a new earth in vision, John's attention is then drawn to the bride in Revelation 21, verses 1 to 3, and it tells us, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. John gets a better look later in the chapter. In verses 9 to 13, listen to these words. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel, three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. The bride is the new Jerusalem with all of God's people in it. Jesus and his people are finally together forever. Friends, this marriage will never be dissolved. It will last for eternity. Finally, God's people are in a place of safety, security, and comfort forever. This marriage supper of the Lamb is the opening event to our eternal bliss and safety. This celebration feast will be reminiscent of Christ's last supper. However, this won't be the last supper. It will be the first supper. It will be a celebration of God's final victory over sin. Jesus said in Matthew 26, at the last supper in verse 29, these words, but I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Jesus has made an invitation to the eternal bliss of the heavenly kingdom. He will not drink of the cup he drank at the last supper until the marriage supper. But instead of a cup of sorrow, it will be a cup of celebration. Friends, Revelation 19.9 reassures us, saying that these sayings are true, and trustworthy. We live in a society today where it is hard to trust anything or anyone. But Jesus can be trusted. Jesus is coming again. 
there is a marriage supper that we can each be a part of. Each of us is invited. Will you accept the invitation? Today he calls. You have been invited. Will you just now accept that invitation of Jesus? He is inviting inviting you to come home and to be with him. A great day is coming. Heaven's gates will open wide. And all who love the Lord will enter in. To join with their loved ones who in Jesus Christ have died. Our eternal life in heaven to begin. And the Lord himself will greet us. Oh, what joy shall fill that day when with the smile of the proud is found. He looks at us to say, Welcome home, children. This is the place I prepared for you.
Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we have been invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We want to be at that marriage supper and we know that we cannot do it by our own might or our own strength or by our own doings. But we know, Lord, we need your son, Jesus, to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us of our unrighteousness. And so today, we accept the invitation to come to the marriage supper. We want to hear those words, welcome home. Lord, we want to come home and we want to be with you soon. We pray that you make us ready for you when you come again to take us home to that marriage supper of the Lamb. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. sometimes wonder if God cares about your physical health? I mean, certainly He is very concerned about our spiritual health, but does He care about what you eat or if you exercise? You know, spiritual health and physical health actually go hand in hand. One of my favorite Bible texts tells us that absolutely God cares about our health. Listen to this. He tells us in 3 John 1 verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. I love that. So first things first, what we need is a fresh new start. And if we use God's plan for healthy living, yes, he does have one, we will be healthier in all aspects of our lifestyle, including the physical, mental, social, and spiritual. Throughout the year, I'll be sharing with you the various components of healthy living using the acronym NEW START. Remember, God wants us to enjoy a new and better quality of life, and He wants us to do so more abundantly. I'll see you next time. Friends, while the book of Revelation is filled with symbols that can often be confusing or challenging to understand, it is also a book that is filled with blessings. Blessings for those who choose to follow the will of God. Our relationship with Jesus is the most important part of the will of God. God desires, His will is that we would each be saved. To help you grow in that spiritual walk with Jesus, I want to invite you to go to our website, www.itiswrittencanada.ca, or to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash IIWCanada, and there you can find resources to help you in your walk with Jesus. For today's offer, I'd like to offer you the full seven-part series of the Beatitudes of Revelation. Here's the information you need to get today's offer. To request today's offer, just log on to www.itiswrittencanada.ca and select the TV program tab. For Canadian viewers, the offer will be sent free and postage paid. For viewers outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you prefer, you may call toll-free at 1-888-CALL-IIW. Call anytime. Lines are open 24 hours daily. 
Or if you wish, you may write to us at It Is Written, Box 2010, Oshawa, Ontario, L1H7V4. Friend, while I did not get an invitation to Will and Kate's wedding, and you probably didn't either, you have an invitation to a wedding that is far greater than that wedding could have ever imagined to be, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Will you accept that invitation today? Jesus wants you to. Friend, I thank you so much for watching. I hope that you will join us again next week. Until then, remember, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Thank you.